guys, welcome to the 10th episode of Movie Podders. Uh, as always, it's myself, Brian, and my good friend, Ryan. How are you doing today, Ryan? Not too bad, you? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Um, nice to be back into a sort of routine with yourself, doing podcasts mm-hmm. again. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Um, so, uh, what you seen since we've, we've last spoken? Um, I don't think anything. Um, I had saw Justice League, I think, the last time we spoke. So no, I don't think it was out. Was it not? All right, okay, well, I've saw Justice League in that case then. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, finished off, I know it's not movies, but finished off, um, what's it called, Stranger Things last night. Um, oh. And then, I think I did actually watch another film, but as you are well aware, my memory's exemplary, so I don't remember at all what that film was. But, um, <laughs> aye, that's pretty much it. You? I haven't um, even... Uh, started Stranger Things yet, just as a wee side note there. Mm. Um, I have seen Justice League and I have seen Murder on the Orient Express. Nice. Which I didn't really enjoy. No. Uh, however, I did enjoy Justice League. I uh, thought it was really... I thought it was good. It has lots of problems. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a bit messy, but you know, in general, I, I enjoyed it. I'm going back to see it again today. Yeah, I think um, I'll go back and see it again, um, give it at least one more viewing. Uh, I came out and I jo- enjoyed it. Wasn't I don't think it's been the greatest of films, and as you say, it's got a lot of problems, but overall I think I would come out on the, the plus side of it and say I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think just the, the, the general sort of consensus is that everyone, it made everyone want to see more. Of... Of of those characters, <laughs> uh, some of them, uh, I, there's some I wasn't overly keen on, but I'll leave. I'll keep that for any potential um, spoiler review that we do. Yeah, just on that, the chances are we're, we're going to do a spoiler review this week, either Wednesday or Thursday. So you've got plenty of time to go see it, people. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so let's go ahead. We've got some trailers to talk about, some movie news. Uh, favourites section is back this week and some uh, just a couple of Twitter questions today um, but do you want to start us off Ryan with the the old trailers sure thing so the first trailer is for Rampage uh, directed by Brad Payton formerly of San Andreas that fun filled film <laughs> uh, so if you're not aware of what Rampage is it's loosely based on the video game uh, series by the same name um, it's about a primatologist apparently that's a thing Davis uh, Davis Okoy uh, a man who keeps people at distance shares an unshakable bond with George an extraordinarily intelligent albino silverback gorilla who's been in his care most of his life but an un- otherworldly genetic experiment that he has found um, makes its way to Earth and mutates this once gentle ape into a raging creature of enormous size. To make matters worse, it's soon discovered that a wolf named Ralph and a crocodile named Lizzie, who is naming these things, um, (laughs) they've gone um, under similar changes um, as these newly created apex predators battle each other for um, supremacy and tear across North America, destroying everything in their path. Okoy teams with a discredited genetic engineer to secure an antidote. 
Uh, so in this we have Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Naomi Harris, Malin Ackerman, Joe Mangerello and Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Brian, thoughts on this trailer? Um, I thought it looked alright. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be pretty rubbish, but I think it's going to be... I, I imagine there's enough in me to be amused watching this film. Um, I'd just like to ask you, what's wrong with the names Ralph and Lizzie? Or George, even? I've got, I've got no problems with those names. Those are perfectly fine names, but... Who's gone about naming a giant wolf and well, crocodile? I don't think it was a giant wolf when it was named, though. Well, based on what I've seen in the trailer, is it not being one that's possibly been in the wild? No? I don't know. I don't know enough about oh, the game maybe. or anything at all. That's a good shout, because it, it does look like it's just George that's the the one who was in captive. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, that's why I was saying that. It might be that they're all in a zoo or something and they've all touched this thing but then if that's the case then I've got problems with that because how do they all get into the one area so I don't know but the thing falls out of the sky doesn't it uh, yeah apparently so maybe uh, it breaks into breaks into pieces and sort of scatters possibly yeah um, I thought it, I mean it looks stupid but I like I, I like the rock I, I, I like things the rock are in just be, I don't know, I find them easy to watch and I know I don't really place any high expectations on them, so mm-hmm. I'm alright I'm with it. Yeah, um, I think based on like the director, um, with it being the guy who did San Andreas, I like the look of, I always like the look of these like world ending films and ones that are like this kind of CGI heavy where it's like cities being destroyed and stuff, but the thing about San Andreas, for what I saw in the trailers, was there was a lot of it looked like going to be soppy, I don't know, like heroic stuff going on, and I had no interest in this. Whereas this does just look like a bit like what the name suggests, and it's just going to be like a rampage, and it's just going to be destruction, and hopefully not too much of a an actual storyline or anything as such. It's going to yeah. be just more. Like that type of thing, and that's the type of thing I I think I'd be happy enough to go and watch. I could kind of just switch off to it and just enjoy the show type thing. So I think I might actually go and see this one um, yeah. as opposed to San Andreas, which I knew I had no interest in seeing. I like what you said there about as well that um, like hardly any storyline and just like rampage. I hope it doesn't take like half the movie for them to become like for George to become like huge and start causing. Like mayhem, I wanted to like happen like first twenty minutes. Just, uh, I'm not sure about that. I think you're gonna get a bit about the rock being twenty minutes is enough. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. You don't need any more. What more do you need? The yeah, rock, uh, the, the rock the loves George. George loves the rock, and yeah. then just and the rock doesn't love people apparently. So he only loves George. Yeah, he's an asshole. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to the next trailer. Aye. Uh, the next trailer is for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, directed by Martin McDoa. I'm not sure how you say that. Um, who is formerly of In Bruges. Um, 
So this movie is um, about Mildred Hayes, who's a single divorced mother, still grieving and feeling immense guilt over the rape and violent murder of her teenage daughter, Angela, um, seven months prior. Infuriated with the police over the lack of progress in the investigation, she rents three abandoned billboards outside her hometown, which in sequence read, raped while dying um, and still no arrests, how come Chief Willoughby? Um, so in this we have uh, Francis, uh, it's Francis, yeah? That yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in this we have Francis McDormand, Woody Harrelson and Sam Rockwell. So what do you think of this one? Um, for, probably should be said at first that this sounds like a, a, a really serious movie, drama. Um, and whilst it will be very serious at points, it's, it is a, it's a black comedy or a dark comedy, however you want to phrase it. Um, there will be some really low, probably laugh out loud moments uh, in this film. Um, I think it looks great. I'm really looking forward to it, and, and it's been getting a lot of um, praise over this past week. I think it's won a few awards at various um, little sort of award ceremonies. Obviously, we're, we're sort of getting into award season now, and, and I think this is doing pretty well. Um, I love uh, Woody Harrelson and Sam Rockwell. I, I'm a big fan of In Bruges. I never saw Seven Psychopaths, which was done by the same, same guy as well. Um, but yeah, in general, I think this looks looks good, and even just some of the the scenes in the the trailer sort of made me laugh a bit as well. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I preferred the first trailer though to to this second one. Uh, yeah, um, I would say I'm the same. Like I'd not heard of this at all. I think I'd saw maybe something in the last couple of days, probably because of what you're saying. It's been up for awards and whatnot. Um, so I'd heard like just. I've just seen a couple of things for it, but um, it's now like up there. Probably is a highly anticipated movie yeah. for me. Um, I did like. I was just sitting there. I was like, "What?" Like I was thinking, this is going to be quite a heavy film. And then I think it's a bit when she punches somebody in the face or something like yeah. that. And I did actually like. I, I just like laughed out loud. Like it was like, "Oh, there we go." And then a girl gets kicked in the crotch and whatnot. And like, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is right up my street. <laughs> Yes, I mean, and, and I think if you've seen In Bruges, and I understand Seven Psychopaths is in the same vein, like, it looks it, it looks very much in the, the same vein. Like, In Bruges has some really, like, dark moments in it, um, and then some, and then followed by some really funny moments. I always love the bit in Bruges where, like, the sort of really heavy American tourists are going to go up the tower, <laughs> and Colin Farrell's like, nah, you don't, you don't want to do this. <laughs> don't do that. L- look at you, you're, you're huge. <laughs> so good. Yeah. What is Frances Mc, uh, McDormand in? Because I think she looks amazing in this. She's one of these ones I think that like pops up in so many films, but I can't. I can't remember, like, I, I can't name any of them, I don't think. Um, I'm going to just Google it quickly. Just That's to what I'm doing as well, it's on IMDb uh, as we speak. Because I genuinely can't remember anything else, but I know I have seen her in loads of things. Transformers, Burn After Reading. Mm, I don't know, we're, we're presenting them with Daddy here. <laughs> anyway, we'll move on since we can't work out what she's in. Yeah. Fargo, she's in Fargo. Um, 
So what's the last last trailer? Uh, so the last one is for a movie called Smallfoot. Uh, this is an animated movie uh, directed by Kerry Kilpatrick, um, also of Over the Hedge. Um, so this is about Maigo, um, a yeti who is convinced that the elusive creatures known as Smallfoots, known as humans, um, really do exist. This is starring Channing Tatum, James Corden, Zendaya, Common and LeBron James. Thoughts on this one? Uh, I thought it looked pretty good, actually. Um, I think I'm quite interested in seeing this. I was a bit surprised because when it first came on, I thought it was going to be just a very... Especially when you sort of see him and it, there's a voiceover about this mysterious creature. I thought it was just going to be that. Uh, but then it obviously gives you a little bit more as well with them sort of around the campfire telling stories about... Um, so basically, sorry, I should probably explain a wee bit better. Basically, it it's starts with a Yeti, and I think you're meant to think that they're talking about the Yeti, but what they're talking about is a, a human. And so, um, it's just Yetis around the campfire telling sort of like horror stories about these little creatures called smallfoots, humans. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it looked quite good. No. You don't see <laughs> no, no, no. I knew you would never get. I no. think though you're just you're letting your influence of your uh, dislike towards James Corden get in your way. Uh, I, I won't lie, yeah, it's, it's a large part of it. <laughs> but no, the, uh, the animation style and everything like these are one of these films that really just I don't know. I've got no interest in. Um, and like for a lot of animated films, I'm like that. But like, if it's a Disney or a Pixar film or anything like that, then I'll generally be uh, interested in it. But the animation style of this, not interested in. Who is it that's doing it? Is it is it DreamWorks or? I've no idea. Um, I I don't know. I've not looked at who <clears throat> who it is that's actually doing it. But uh, no, I just, there there always seems to be like this kind of brand of movies, and I've. I don't know, they just don't work for me mentally. <laughs> um, it, the Bigfoot doesn't have have a nose, apparently, so uh, that annoyed me. And then when I saw the um, thing at the end saying James Corden was in it, I was like, nope, I'm not going to go and see this one. Um, I'll give it, though, like some credit that it did get me with the when the, the bit of narration at the start. And I was thinking, all right, so this is going to be a bit be about uh, a Bigfoot who's got small feet. I thought it, that was what the story was going to be. Oh. But then when they do turn it and you find out that they're talking about humans, then I was like, all right, that's quite interesting. But um, no, as soon as that big <laughs> hairy or that other um, Bigfoot jumped in with the, the small boot, I was like, no, I'm out. So, I'm out. Don't get bad at Fair enough. Um, no, that's fair enough. Also, other trailers that were out since the last time we spoke, um, some of these are just over a week because it was a wee while ago that we did a podcast, but um, there was a Deadpool teaser, um, a movie called A Quiet Place with uh, Emily Blunt and her husband, I can't say his name, John Krowinski. Is that right? <laughs> Krowinski? I don't know. What, Jim? No, uh, Jim. Jim for the office. Incredibles 2 uh, A Wrinkle in Time second trailer for that Jurassic World The Fallen Kingdom which is an actual teaser because it doesn't show mm-hmm. you really anything 
and uh, 12 strong. Um, anything, any of these trailers stand out here? Did you see any of these trailers? Yeah, so a couple of them. Uh, so they did pull one, um, like that enough, that was alright. Um, didn't actually get to see too much of what the actual movie's going to be about, but as, it, as you said, it's just a teaser, so I was fine with that. Um, Incredible 2, again, good to see that that's actually happening. Um, Jurassic World, uh, World, again, very, like, I think it's five seconds or something, maybe. Um, yeah, that. Yeah, um, so it's interesting to see like him kind of taming a dinosaur um, by looks of it. Yeah. Um, and I saw a wee bit of 12 Strong, but I think I stopped watching that because Chris Hemsworth's American accent was offending me a wee bit, so <laughs> um, I stopped watching that one. Stick to Thor. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, the ones you mentioned, Deadpool, what I liked about that is when I first started watching it, I thought we were just going to get a Bob Ross thing. I didn't expect the, you know, the little bit it does at the end, where it like sort of fast forwards, like yeah. through like a bunch of scenes. So that was quite interesting. Um, the one, and I actually just watched it today before we we started escaping you, a quiet place. Um, looks really interesting. Basically, it's it's Emily and and John and they've got two kids, and. There's something that hunts them, but it can only hunt them if they're making a noise. Mm. So they're like, they're quiet everywhere. So like, there's a bit the kids are playing Monopoly, but they've made little like woolen, they've like knitted little pieces to move them about the, <laughs> the board. And then like the kid drops, the kid like one of the kids knocks all something over, and so then it's then it's sort of like. But there's like bits where they're having dinner together and they're speaking in sign language because they can't make any noise or because that's when they can be hunted. So I thought nice. that was quite interesting. Yeah, that uh, sounds interesting. Incredibles 2, just because I'm excited for Incredibles 2, um, I, I thought A Wrinkle in Time made me want to see the film less, the second trailer. Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know if that's just backlash from Tomorrowland or not. Mm. Just I don't know if I, I trust trust that that movie. Okay. Anyway, well, so that's the trailers. If there's any we've missed out, let us know. Let us know what your sort of favourite trailers were. Hey, what movies you're looking forward to seeing. Um. So start with the news. Um. We've, um. Sadly, Hollywood is a rife with um, <laughs> allegations at the moment. Um, and it turns out Brett Ratner will not be involved in Wonder Woman 2 um, because of, well, I think in his case it's fair to say it's not allegations, it's, it's fact. Um, with just things he's been saying to people, I think the, the one that I read the most was the one to Ellen Page. Yeah. Um, and so he's not part of um, Wonder Woman two, basically because Gal Gadot said she wouldn't she wouldn't be part of it if if he was still involved in the movie. Um, do you have any any thoughts on this, Ryan? Any opinions? Um, I've not saw too much of this one. I think that the problem that <clears throat> Hollywood is having with it, <clears throat> or um, people this, who's involved with this, is like because there's so many coming out, so many allegations. You yeah. tend to switch off a wee bit I find to 
who's doing what these days because there's that many people that are they're coming out with it. Um, so I've not read too much about this one, but I did hear that there was um, obviously some allegations against this guy. So um, I have. If, it's good that she's taking a stand to it though, like Gal Gadot and saying, if, well, he, either he goes or I go, and she's obviously got, I think, the more power here because yeah. they don't want to be messing about with their most successful or their probably critically most successful m- movie. I um, think actually, like, as well. Was it? Yeah. yeah. I, I wasn't sure if, um, it was, if it done better than the likes of Man of Steel or whatever or the rest of them, but. Um, I like one that's praised generally by everybody. So I don't, I didn't. See, she she's got the power here to say that that no, I'm not doing it without or if he's here. So um, it's good that she's taking that stance, and it's good that it appears to be um, being carried or carried forward, and actually that action's been taken against people who are involved in all this stuff. So um, yeah, good to see that positive things have been done with it. Yeah, no, I'd agree, and I think, like, she's probably one of the, the best people who could have took, taken the stand because of the fact that it is a massive movie, Wonder Woman, the, the superhero genre in general is massive, and she's became so popular in terms of with people who loved superhero movies in general, but people who didn't, like, a lot of women went to see Wonder Woman because it was a female movie. And so the fact that she's come in and she's just like, no, nah, I'm not doing it. If he's there, I'm not. Because had this have been revealed before the first Wonder Woman movie, I don't think she would have had the influence to get someone like that removed from a film. Now, that is, in itself is pretty sad that it takes someone who can make studios money to make a move, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Because I think that's exactly why they've done it is because Gal Gadot is much more valuable to them than mm-hmm. Brett Ratner. Even his name, Ratner. <laughs> right. and he did the. Although I've got no real issues with it, but he did the third X Men film, didn't he? The yeah. Last Stand. So it's another mark against that film, and um, but I, th- I think like like you're right in what you're saying. It's people have not been doing enough to. To deal with yeah. this, like people have obviously known about it and let it happen, um, and it's only now because people are doing things like what she's doing, or like they're threatening boycotts or all the rest of it. Then they're like, oh no, we need to actually be look like we're, we're doing stuff here now. Um, yes, so. and especially especially the people in charge and the, and and also like the other other men who are there. I think it was. Um, there's been because there's been incidences of, of 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 women coming out and saying stuff about oh such and such did this or such and so did that, and some and they've said that another person another man was there who thought it was inappropriate, and so it's like well why have it, why didn't they do anything about it then like the guy I'm I'm saying not the woman I'm talking about the guy not doing anything mm-hmm. yeah um, so it's a bit of a mess at the moment and. Uh, Hopefully these things, I guess, stop and just. Um, but yeah, I think the the fact that it's coming out to light and hopefully positive steps are made made from it all. 
Aye, I keep, I don't know about you, but I keep getting the fear where whenever you hear something campy, I've done something that, like, tricked me a wee bit, but I keep getting the fear that somebody like Tom Hanks or whatever is going to get accused uh, of something, and that's, that's my worst nightmare. The Tom Hanks one where it's just like, another woman comes forward to see how nice of a man <laughs> Tom Hanks <laughs> is. <laughs> Aye, but it was just when you saw it, and like, because there's been so many things, Yeah. and it was like, I think he'd done like breaking news or something he says, and I was like, oh no, please no. <laughs> <laughs> no, and if Tom Hanks gets found out, I'm just going to stop watching movies. Yeah. Just going to give up. <laughs> uh, Anyway, we'll move on. The next story is that uh, Scorsese has asked Netflix to give The Irishman a, a theatrical release. Um, what do you think of this, and what do you think that the implications of that is for Netflix? If 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 he if they give him it, or if they say no. Um, I don't really know to be honest because. It depends on how how the deals are set up. Like I don't know enough about how Netflix would approach it in the way of taking it to movie theaters and what kind of cut they would get from it, and if that's going to if it's really going to affect them in the way of their subscriptions or, or anything at all. Because um, I don't I don't think there's going to be too many people like adding or continuing their Netflix subscription because of this one film. So. I think it'd probably be more beneficial for them just to put it out in th- as a theatrical re- release, and then that gets them that enables them to put it up for an Oscar if they want as well. If it's obviously if it's good enough, so yeah, um, they would get. I suppose in that sense, it might be good for them, like advertising wise, to actually have a a Netflix movie um, up for an Oscar, which would be like a big step for them. So, uh, I don't know. Um, I think it's probably a good move overall if they just go ahead with it. I'm not too sure what the, the cons would be. It'd be probably more what costs would be involved with them doing that. Um, but it's interesting to see how film is changing um, a, a bit. So, yeah, what about you? See, I, so just on your last point now about film is changing, I think it shows more so that like some people aren't prepared to change yet. Mm-hmm. Now Martin Scorsese is an, a, a much older director, so I understand why he would still be in that camp of movies should be on at the theatre, and I would also be in that camp as well. Like I have Netflix, so if Irishman only comes out on um, on Netflix, I mean it's no big deal. I will watch it anyway, but I want to see it at the cinema. I, I think movies, maybe it's just me, but and I know some people. They get no. There's no difference for them watching this, a movie on a 32 inch TV than on a big, like super screen IMAX, whatever. It, it doesn't really. There's no difference for them. But for me, I, I want to see it on the big screen. But what I was thinking about is like if Scorsese asks for it to be on a on the the cinema and they say no, how would that affect Netflix getting? directors in the future mm-hmm. to do their movies because I think I would imagine I mean some will probably just go because Netflix offer them a lot of money but I would imagine that a lot of a lot of um, filmmakers want their movies to be seen by as many people as possible and whilst Netflix is a great avenue for that because loads of people have Netflix or if they don't have it they've got access to Netflix because there's the mug who pays for it and gives a password to everybody else I'm that mug in my family. 
Um, but I think like there's people who who want that that experience of going to the cinema, and even if it's only on for two weeks or, or three weeks, like it still gives people that chance to see it. In my opinion, how movies should be viewed. Yeah, I would agree, and I'm in the same camp as you with that. That some films are are better in cine- or on a cinema screen than that they're made to be seen that way. Like I think all all like like the Nolan's films are are made to be on a, a screen. Yeah. They're not made to be watched on a, a telly. But again, there is some people who, as you say, do prefer just to sit in the house and watch it. So, especially like not just visually, but especially like sound as well. Yeah. Like. You, you don't get the same sound in the in the house now. A lot of people might not notice anything, but a lot of filmmakers when they're making films, like they're thinking of the sound all the time. What you're hearing in the cinema from what angles and stuff. So I think it's important that that it's well, for me that it's at the cinema. But like my biggest interest is is like if if Netflix say no, how would that then affect them? getting top directors in the future. For example, we're, we're about to speak about them next, but like if Tarantino, there's no way Tarantino would do a movie that wasn't going to be shown, shown in the cinema. Because mm-hmm. he's, he's sort of like nostalgic when it comes to movie making and like he's kind of romantic about it. And so, it, so there's, there has to be a lot more directors who feel that same way about wanting their, their films on on a big screen. Yeah, I would say so. Anyway, just put it in the cinema Netflix. <laughs> um, so, yeah, as I said, Tarantino, he, Sony lands the new Tarantino, Ta- Tarantino latest movie, um, which at the moment, I think Marco Robbie's been um, touted to be in it. And there's two main leads, which I think the, the names thrown about are Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about about that? Uh, yeah, um, interesting. Do you know what the film's about or anything? Has there been anything said about it? Has, it? It's about... This is really bad, but I, I did have it written down, but I've lost it. It's set in... It's a time... It's a period piece, like most oh, things. Oh, yeah, actually. Aye, I have heard about that. I... I'm trying to think myself what it's about, but I think I did actually hear about it. Um, like most of his stuff, it's um, where are we? Sorry, guys, we're just getting back into this swing Sorry. of things. Well, I'll, I'll talk about the casting anyway. Um, obviously, the, the names have been thrown about. Like if Margot Robbie, I think she's one of my favourite actresses in Hollywood right now. So happy with that. Um, and then we've got like three of the. Maybe not best, but like Leonardo DiCaprio probably would fall in the, under the category of best. But three of like the m- most popular actors in America or in Hollywood um, up for these roles, then yeah, like that's that's very interesting. I'd be interested to see how those actors work with each other or bounce off each other. I think that'd be um, quite interesting. So yeah, um, the. The cast I'm overall happy with, if that's the names that are being put out there for, for this type of movie. I'd be interested to see how like, the Tom Cruise and Tarantino work together as well. Like I think that would be an interesting combination. Yeah. Um, it's about it's loosely based on the Charles Manson murders. Ah, that's I, I don't know how we could forget that after the fact that he's 
he died this week. No, what you're saying about Tom Cruise there, that's the one that intrigues me most because we've seen Brad Pitt and we've seen DiCaprio in in a Tarantino movie and they were both excellent in, in those movies. But Tom Cruise... As much as he, he, I'm sure he still is a great actor. But as much as he was a great actor, with like a few, uh, like a few good men and and all the rest of it, he did when he was younger. He now makes movies to suit himself, like The Mummy and um, Mission Impossible. And what's the other one? Jack Reacher. Mm-hmm. They're really like just like let me run around, beat people up, show how amazing I am. Movies. That tends to be what he does now, which is fine. They're generally okay in the movies, but that won't be his role in a Tarantino film. Obviously, they might get to kick somebody's ass or whatever, but <laughs> that's not how Tarantino makes films. So I would be really intrigued to see what that looks like, and because Tarantino doesn't care who you are, it's his movie. It's done his way, or you're not in my movie, as mm-hmm. pr- as proven with Will Smith and Django. So I I would be really interested to see to see um, Tom Cruise in it. Yeah, same. Um, I'd be interesting to like like who he's wanting. Like, is he thinking of one of these three for being Manson himself or? Well, I think it says it's loosely based, and so I think it's to do with the Manson family as well. So I'm wondering if the characters will maybe be more yeah. some of the other members of the, the family, and if Charles Manson's in it, maybe just a little bit, not not the yeah. main the main character. So mm. I don't think it. I think because like you did a World War Two movie, which obviously, like, obviously Hitler's only in it a little bit. He's the main characters the the Jew Hunter, Christoph Waltz. Yeah. Character I'd imagine it'll be more something along those lines. But maybe not, I don't know. So uh last story before we go into the rundown is that Jude Law is gonna be in Captain Marvel. He's gonna be Marvel. Um like M A R hyphen capital V-E-L um, which I think he's going to play sort of like um, Brie Larson who's going to be Captain Marvel sort of mentor mm-hmm. in the film um, any opinions on this in terms of Jude Law being cast and also like what that reveals about the plot and how well that fits in with the Marvel sort of universe Uh well, yeah, I like Jude Law enough, so happy enough with that. Um, I don't know, I, I don't know enough about Captain Marvel really to be able to speak too much about this. To be honest with you, so I don't know what implications that will have on the the overall um, cinematic universe and other rest of it. So, um, no, I don't know. But yeah, as I say, I'd, um, I I like Jude Law, so I'd be happy to see him in it. Um, interesting though that he's he's now. We're going to be in two, or potentially depending on what, how big a role he plays in this, but in two like big cinematic universes, I suppose, because um, he's in now in Fantastic Beasts. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if this is maybe just a sign that he's maybe only going to be like a, a one and done type one, or 
if he's going to be in it often. I don't know. You'll probably again be able to tell me more, like based on that character. I imagine you probably know more about it than I do. So, um, not really. Um, I don't know too much about Captain Marvel because the only the only Captain Marvel stuff I've read is um, Diane. Well, I don't even say. I don't even know her name. <laughs> but on the Jude Law thing there. Uh, just quickly put the Fantastic Beast. I think it'd be in multiple Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. I think that just obviously just because Dumbledore is young, he's a, he's playing a younger version of that character, and obviously we know where he goes in the Harry Potter franchise. Yeah, in this I, th- I can I can see him being a, a sort of one and done. Um, maybe show up in in another one, but I I don't imagine he even makes it out of this film. But for, in terms of the casting, yeah, Jude Law's fine. I'm actually, I kind of prefer it when he's a he's a supporting role as opposed to to a lead. One of my favorite films, one of my favorite things he's done was the first um, Sherlock Holmes. Is Watson? Yeah, yeah. I, I really enjoyed him in that, and I know he's probably going to be playing a different type of character, but I, I do like him as a, a more of a supporting role. Um, I just I, I, what I want to know is like. This this film's based in the nineties, so where has everybody been? Mm-hmm. Why is Nick Fury never mentioned her? Like, I don't know how they're going to answer these questions. I think the Kree does have something to do with time travel. I think. So I don't know if maybe they do something that that makes Nick Fury forget, or like the timelines a bit off for him. Mhm. So. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure how they'll they'll do it, but it's one of these things. I trust in them like so strongly that yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I trust that they'll they'll take care of it and they'll come up with some sort of explanation. Is is Miss Marvel? Uh, I keep going to say Miss Marvel. Uh, Captain Marvel though, is it not like? Is she not going to be more involved in the scrolls side of thing? Like that's that's what my understanding was of it was that. Oh yeah, because they don't have the key, do they? No. So. I thought it was going to be that was probably going to be more what the this story was about, or was that were they talking about that for the? No, you're right. You're right. Is it? Yeah, it was the skills because they don't have the key. So she's so confusing. I mean, I mean, James Gunn, he knows all the rights are. I'll talk to James Gunn later. Aye, find out. We're tight. Yeah, but I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I I really don't know where this fits in, in terms of. Because the Captain America obviously was set in the the forties, and the like the other than Iron Man, the first couple of Iron Man films, they talk about the fact that people knew about Captain America, mm-hmm. like well, at least Tony Stark did anyway, because he, he said his dad spoke about him all the time. Whereas um, there's been no mention of a Captain Marvel. In the nineties, especially if it's set on Earth, I think I'd like to see how they would explain that if they set it on Earth. Now, mm-hmm. it's Captain Marvel, so there's no, there's no reason to think that it, there's no like concrete reason to believe that it will be set on Earth. It could be set anywhere, in which case you've got more leeway. But Nick Fury's in it. Nick Fury being in space, and we don't know about it. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Sorry, just before we move on, can I just quickly check? Um, my understanding, and again, I'm probably way off, but 
Amanda Flynn, see Captain Marvel's powers, is she pretty much like Superman of the MCU? She's not as powerful as Superman. No? Okay. No. What's her powers, do you know? Not off the top of my head. Abilities, yeah, like, superhuman strength, speed, stamina, durability, like, flight. So, in terms of her abilities, I guess they kind of re- resemble Superman, but she, Superman would, like, kick her ass. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think he would. Unless you say Martha. Yeah, yeah, and obviously you'll be distracted and you don't right. know, know what to do. <laughs> so, that's top tip, guys. You don't need kryptonite, just say Martha when Superman's around. You know. <laughs> what do you think? Um, so, we'll quickly go through the rundown here and then we'll move on to favourites and then some, some couple of questions on Twitter. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, rumoured to be replacing Ben Affleck as Batman. Um, Lizzie Kaplan joins cast of Gambit. Uh, Jeff Jones confirms Batman will appear in Flashpoint. Uh, John Lasseter is leaving Pixar for the meantime. Uh, Justice League had a pretty low box office. It's the lowest box office in the DCEU. I think it was what, 94, 96 million. Um, Rumours suggest that the Avengers Infinity War trailer will be released on December 4th. And out this week, we have Suburbicon and Battle of the Sexes. Anything that pops out at you there, Ryan? Uh, aye, for a couple of things. So, um, Jake Gyllenhaal, if he is, if Ben Affleck is going to be going out, then I think Jake's a good replacement. I like him. And, but it's weird, he's been picking all his own kind of films. He's been like more low budget or a lower scale movie so interesting to see him come into like a, a big blockbuster type one. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I like that Lizzie Kaplan, she's alright, so but I don't know if I still don't believe that a Gambit movie's gonna get made. <laughs> um I don't know enough about flashpoint stuff so I or don't really know how that. that works but I know it's like it can it'll pretty much change the, the DCEU so um yeah, no many thoughts on that at the moment. Um, I think John Lasseter leaving Pixar is like a big thing because he was like the kind of foundation to that that way back in the day, wasn't he? So yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's, a, he's the main guy. He's a, oh, he was up until this week the main man. Yeah, at Pixar, if he said something wasn't happening or something was happening, Cars two and three, mm-hmm. um, it happened. He he's he's the reason. You got a Cars 2 and a Cars 3 because he loved it and he wanted more of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. he's, he's, re- he's leaving because of the thing that's sweeping Hollywood at the moment. Like um, Inappropriate hugs was the, I think, <laughs> hugs was, <laughs> the mm. word hugs was the... the really hugging? The, the language that they were, they were using, which seems a bit bizarre. But he's, yeah. he's I mean, he... No one sacked him. I don't know if he can be sacked, but he probably can be by someone. But he stepped down. Yeah, um, not good. Yeah. Um, and then the Justice League blow box office like first week was pretty bad, but I think it's held well this week, is it not? Like it's only been uh, like twenty percent drop or something like that. Yeah, it's. I think it's made about seventy million this week. So. And it's not even the weekends. 
But like, it wasn't number one. That, um, I can't remember what it was. I think it was that Coco, maybe, was uh, number one yeah, in America. That's just out Pixar. Apparently that's amazing. Oh, really? Now it's getting what everyone's buzzing about that. Mm. So, uh, yeah, that's generally my thoughts on, on this week's um, rundown. You? Um, see, I'm not that thrilled about Jake Gyllenhaal as Batman. Oh, really? And it's his voice. Uh, yeah. I can't yeah. imagine my Batman or Bruce Wayne sounding like Jake Gyllenhaal. Very soft. Yeah, yeah he is. And obviously, he can, he's an actor, so I'm sure he's got the ability to. But I just, I just can't picture it. And we'll, we'll see. Um, Jeff Johns confirms Batman will appear in Flashpoint. It's quite interesting because um, I'd be really interested to see what Batman would get. Um, for those who don't know, I quickly like Flashpoint. Basically, the Flash wakes up and he's kind of in an alternative reality where instead of Batman's mum and dad being shot in an alleyway after a night at the theatre, it was Bruce Wayne that was shot, and his dad becomes Batman and his mum becomes a Joker. Um, I, I just don't think we'll get Thomas Wayne as Batman. I think it's maybe a bit too much of a jump for like just a casual audience. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a if you if you're a comic book reader, I think you'd love it. Like well, that's what you'd want. But I think just to to make money and just as a casual casual viewer, I think it's too it's too much of a too much of a jump. Um, Justice League World Box Office is quite glad to hear you saying that it's still doing well this week because I I felt it was going to be like we always talk about what is it like a 40% drop off's good like mm-hmm. if you just drop 40% I, I had a feeling it would make less than a, a 40% drop off just because like uh, although the critics haven't and it's quite funny because last time we spoke was about how like the immediate reaction had been quite positive but then now that everyone's seen it, the critics' response is pretty... Like, they, a lot of them don't like the critics. But actually, the fans have responded really well to Justice League. I think it, fans on uh, Flickstar or Rotten Tomatoes, it's about 85%. Well, it was 85% last time I checked anyway. And, and like the critics was like 40% or something. Um, but it's fans who go watch films, so I think... It, it'll make hold quite well. It's 83% just now, 41% for the critics. Um, so I hope, I, I think it is a bit disappointing that it makes less than 100 million, but I hope it, it makes a wee bit more just because I think DC just need to stick with their plan instead of just changing. They react, I don't know any other studio that reacts the way they do to a box office result. Yeah. And, and of course they have to because they're, they're in the business of making money but it's just like if something doesn't go quite how they wanted it it's just like oh no well we need to change it but it's actually some of their movies there's been a lot of redeeming qualities and they just need to sort of work out how to get those qualities like throughout a film instead of just just like flipping some tables over and changing everything yeah, 
I think as well, like going forward, I don't, I don't see Zack Snyder being associated with, with it too much more. So hopefully something new coming in and doing something with it will freshen it up as well and yeah. reinvigorate it. But the problem with that though is, is I feel a bit sorry for Zack Snyder because they, they made a film that was 2 hours and 45 minutes long and then DC says, no, we only want to pay two hours. And it's just like, well, why not tell them that before they've written the movie? Yeah. Instead of like writing this two hours, 45 minute long movie and now they have to work it away to cut everything. That's a, I mean, that's a lot of cutting you're doing. Um, and, and so I think DC has to be more sort of upfront with their directors. Like if, and the reason they want a two hour movie is because if you've got a two hour movie opposed to a two and a half hour movie, like that's maybe one or two extra screenings a day in the cinema. So I get that, but I just think you, I feel a bit I feel a bit sorry for them because like the first half of of uh, Justice League is feels very choppy and messy because it's moving so fast. Um, the Avengers Affinity release date. I hope that's true because I don't know if I can wait much longer <laughs> to to see that trailer. I don't think I've ever anticipated the trailer quite as much as this. Yeah. Um, you were asking me before we come on. Is there, is there anything like in on the fourth of December or round about then that would be a like a a release? The fourth of December is a Monday, and Biggest thing on TV on a Monday in America is just Monday Night Football, NFL. Okay. So that could be... Um, Monday Night Football is done by ESPN as well, which Disney owns ESPN. Right, okay. So there's a good chance that could be... A possibility. They did it with Star Wars, I'm sure, on Monday Night Football. Right. For Rogue One and that, so there is a good chance that's probably if it is the fourth of December that will it be will it be on. It has okay. to be that people people are people are leaking too many pictures now. Yeah, I I think it's got to be there's got to be something coming soon. So like people are, it's, it's there's too much anticipation here. Yeah. And the, the, yeah, it's, somebody's eventually going to get a hold of it and leak it and spoil it. So. Um, yeah, they, they need to get their, their finger out and get it released. I've heard, like, just from listening to um, Thor spoiler specials, I've I've managed to hear um, a couple of things that are in or that was in the Comic Con or whatever it was, the D twenty three footage from yeah. That. And if like some of the things I've heard are true, then I cannot wait. Like I I might get a little bit too excited watching it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Steady. Mm-hmm. Um, no, um, Suburbicon and Battle of the Sexes, planning and seeing any of those? Uh, I fancy seeing both. Um, yeah. Out of the two, I'm probably more likely to see Suburbicon, I think. Oh, um, I'm the opposite. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I love Steve and everything, and I, I like the look of this film. I think it looks good, but I don't know. Something about Suburbicon draws me a wee bit more. Although, as I was saying to you, I'll probably go and see, try and see Justice League again um, before we potentially do a spoiler special, so I don't know what I'll see, if anything. You're not seeing anything over the weekend? Uh, I'm working. working oh, I thought you were off tomorrow. Aye, but I've got my kilt fitting, so um, I don't know how much of my day that'll take up. 
fair enough. Uh, I'm going to see Justice League and Battle of the Sexes today. Nice. Yeah, Amelia's working like all day, like from like nine to eight or something like that. So. Uh, bet you're raging, eh? I feel a bit bad for her because she was only meant to be born until half five, and then she has to stay until eight o'clock. So that sucks. Sorry, Amelia. Aye. Um, so that's that's the news this week. I'm sure there's some new stories we've missed out that you might have uh, wanted to hear about. Let us know your opinions on them if you have any. Um, so favourite section is back this week. We never done one last last week. So this week um, we're going to talk about our favourite biopic. Uh, so unusual fashion. Um, either I'll say mine or Ryan will say his first, and then we'll we'll rev- we'll discuss a. What, what our list is, so do you want to go first Ryan? Aye, I'll go first because I think you probably know it already um, yeah. but Mings is Into the Wild um, if anybody's not seen it, it's about a boy who just kind of decides that he doesn't want to live like the life that every other human being lives or like the kind of robot life that we all live and decides he wants to go into the wild and um, just experience life. So he travels across America, ends up in Alaska, and um, tries to survive in Alaska. Uh, so it's generally a story of that, but it's um, just a really good story. Um, it's about a guy called Christopher McCandless. You should look him up. It's just a really cool story in general. So yeah, that was my favourite. Or the one I picked out has been my favourite biopic. Um, what about you? Um. I don't know, I struggled. Probably my favourite would be Moneyball. Nice. Um, it's on my list. I'm a big Aaron Sorkin fan in general, and even I like Social Network, Steve Jobs. Um, but I, I just find Moneyball really fascinating, the whole idea about how they reconstructed how to evaluate a baseball team instead of, like, instead of paying over the price money for one player, they would maybe buy three players that got that was just as good as that one player sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I just found it fascinating, like the performances in it, like the writing. Um, so it's probably mine, but I, I, if you could ask me next week, and it could maybe be the social network. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you got a wee list there. You want to run off the ones you... I- Aye, so as I mentioned, Moneyball, um, that's up there for me. Um, Social Network, as you've, men- as you've mentioned. Um, I was really surprised by the Social Network. I did not fancy it at all, and then I watched it, and I was like, well, that was actually like pretty uh, amazing film. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Social Network. Um, Downfall, have you saw that? No, what's that about? Uh, it's about Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, you've probably seen a clip from it. It's, Is that that? Um, no, 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 that one. Yeah, yeah everybody's <laughs> probably seen that at one point or other. Um, so that's quite good. It's all in German, so it's kind of tough at watching the way of you need to sit and read subtitles. But that generally doesn't bother me. So no, I mean, um, it's quite long, if I remember rightly as well. Um, but give that a go if you're ever bored. I think it's on Netflix. Cool. Um, Wolf of Wall Street about Jordan Belfort. Um, I think we saw that together, didn't we? we? I don't know if you were there. The second the time we did it, yeah, yeah, we, we did. Um, um, I can't. There was something me and were laughing at during that. I don't remember. I think <laughs> it was not just, like the opening scene with the midget getting flung. No, it was something <laughs> in like 
I think it was something outside of the film, like we were annoying Hoggy or something like that. Oh, right. Because um, we never, I don't know, we never sat beside him or something, we like left a space or something like that, <laughs> just to like wind him up. I can't remember exactly what it was. Uh, <laughs> the other ones I've got is a uh, Imitation Game, um, about Alan Turing, The Fighter, I quite like that one. Yeah, good. Uh, about Mickey Ward. Um, last one. I've got here, and I'll just mention it just because I don't know if you've seen it, um, but I watched a documentary on it the other day there. It was quite interesting. Um, Man on the Moon. No. Um, it's Jim Carrey, it's, who plays Andy Kaufman. Um, there's a documentary on Netflix, I know, that's quite quite interesting. It's about the making of that film. Because right. um, he goes, like, full method, and it's just about like how difficult he was to work with because he wouldn't come out of character at all. And... People were saying to him, like, right, Jim, you need to do this, you need to do that. And he's like, who's Jim? And, like, so it's quite interesting. Um, so I would suggest, if you've not, watch Man in the Moon, because it's a good movie. And then watch um, the biopic. It's called Jim and Andy, The Great Beyond on Netflix. It's definitely worth a watch. Cool. You? Yeah, what about your list? Uh, social Network, Catch Me If You Can, uh, Fighter. Uh, Steve Jobs The Express um, which is about the first ever black American football player to win the Heisman Trophy um, Antoine Fisher it's about a guy in the Navy who the movie sort of starts because he's a bit violent and a bit he's got anger issues and he has to, so he's sort of been told by his superiors that he has to attend three therapy sessions Mm-hmm. And then it sort of re- it unravels, and the sort of the past he's had, and the really tough upbringing he's had, and then just sort of just his life, with how he's, or even though he's had all, all these obstacles, how he sort of turns it around and makes a makes a really good life for himself, sort of thing. I uh, love a true story, uh, and forty two, which is about um, first uh, African American uh, baseball player to play in the uh, uh, ML. The National Baseball League. What's that called? MLB, Major League Baseball. Yeah, it's that Major League Baseball. <laughs> uh, Jackie Robinson. Um, it's good. Nice. I've I always wanted to. I've not seen it, but I, I, I did fancy watching Forty Two. Always looked um, quite good. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. He, he was just in one as well. Old Chadwick. He's done a few, hasn't he? Because he's done um, James. What's his name? The singer. Uh, James Brown. He did James Brown and he's just done Marshall as well. So he seems to love a bit of a biopic. <laughs> you know, Chadwick. And he's doing Black Panther as well, which we all know is about a Wakandan <laughs> prince that becomes king and, <laughs> and like rules Africa. Like so Yeah. That's I think that's a true story as well. Right. Um so we'll move on to Twitter questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Sir1987 says, what are your thoughts on the rumours of Affleck getting the boot as Batman in light of links to sexual harassment scandal that's sweeping Hollywood? Uh, what, I don't, what's RM? <laughs> is that just a mistake? Or is it... <laughs> no, right now. Oh, right now. I know, I pulled it up about this. I says, why are you like, texting or messaging? Like... She's got 240 characters. 280 <laughs> characters now. Get amused. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, 
as far as I'm aware with the Ben Affleck thing is that it was something I had, was it 2003 or 13 I don't know if I'm getting them mixed up and I think it was highlighted at the time with Ben Affleck as far as I'm aware and it's sort of just come back to the surface again um, with everything that's happening in Hollywood at the moment in terms of getting fired for it rightly or wrongly I don't think Ben Affleck if he does get removed if he does decide that he's not doing Batman or they decide he's not doing Batman I don't think it will be because of this um, which is probably wrong um, but I don't think that will be the case yeah, but what is it he's um, supposed to have done? I don't I think he felt someone. I think it, it, it was some sort of event, and he's, uh, he's, I wouldn't have hugged or whatever. He's had an inappropriate touching or whatever, and he says he doesn't remember the incident happening. But he's because he he cause Stephen Colbert called him up about it in an interview the other week, and Ben Affleck says he. He doesn't remember it happened, but he accepts that it did happen. In terms of, uh, he's, he's, I mean, I don't know if he's just self-defence, but he's trying to take a stance that women in Hollywood should be believed. Like if so, if they say this has happened, then we should stand with them, sort of thing, and say this is what's happened. So he's sort of saying, as much as I don't remember it happening, then if she said it happened, then it has happened, and people should stand up for her. Um, I think he's also, any film that he's, any film that he's done with Harvey Weinstein, in terms of being a producer, is obviously the the biggest story in Hollywood in terms of the sexual harassment. Ben Affleck's come out and said any any residual money he makes from those movies he's going to give to charities. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if it's him turning a corner or is he just trying to, like, protect himself? Yeah. You I would hope. Know. You'd hope it's the former. You would hope that it's changed, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah. If see, like that. That's the thing. Like, I think Ben's probably he's gone from it already. Anyway, like he's on his way out for Batman before anything. Any allegations of been either like came forward or been yeah. um, already mentioned in the past like he was already on his way out so I don't think we're really going to know why it is specifically he's leaving but if like if he has been doing stuff he shouldn't have been then that should be it, he should be out just for that reason and gone without any other kind of question really about why so um, yeah it's not good that it's floating about that this is something that he's done and this may be a reason why he's, he's leaving because again just kind of it's another actor who's been sullied because of these his previous actions so yeah, yeah um, not good no um, but we'll, I guess we'll see see what happens um, we have a question from at crackplot blog um, it says would Tony Stark uh, have been better off dead in Iron Man. My argument is here. Um, I'll actually just retweet their argument just now, and then that way you guys can read it as well. Um, did you read the little article that the... I, I did. Don't, I don't know if it's a guy or a girl that, that's done this. 
Do you agree with them? Disagree with them? What do you think? Well, it's a kind of um, both sides of the coin type argument that they make in the way of that they'll say, well, he's brought all this grief upon the MCU. Um, but then they kind of answer it by saying, but he's also done good in the, the MCU as well. So, um, But ultimately, I feel like... No, I don't think he's better off dead. Like, although he, he maybe has caused a lot of problems, I think the majority of them he has fixed in some way. Um, yeah, but isn't the argument that there's nothing to fix if he's not there? No, because... Other than... Loki, the, yeah, the, Loki would the, still come to Earth and then we'd still have like the first Avengers movie minus Tony Stark and then nobody stop a, yeah, yeah. a nuke coming into... He, he's the one who he's ultimately willing to sacrifice himself to, to save everybody so um, I think he's an important member of the Avengers and it would they wouldn't be the same like they wouldn't have all the technology and stuff probably that they've got or not not the same kind of capabilities that they've got sure. yeah. um, as they do now so um, I think they're better off with him as opposed to him being dead what about you? Um yeah, it's quite interesting because obviously in the little uh, blog that they, the person's done, they talk about how like um, there wouldn't be the arc reactor, which plays a big part in the first Iron Man, wouldn't have been that big a deal because it had just been what he uses. I don't know if it's he, sorry, Pinus guy, um, sort of thing. Um, he creates Ultron. Um, so I understand the arguments against it. I think he even says about Loki, doesn't he, at the end of the. Sorry, yeah. you said he. Is it a he or a girl that's done it? I don't know. It may not be either, Brian. Okay, open, open your mind, Jesus. Yeah, sorry. Jeez, oh. Um, I'm not putting anyone into any gender <laughs> uh, specific roles, sorry. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, like, I think overall, maybe, yeah. <laughs> I get what you're saying, like, um, the obviously Tony Stark finances a lot of the Avengers and he he's very gifted in terms of his being able to create technology so a lot of the 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 stuff they use comes from his brain. I don't know, probably yes. Now in terms of financial for Marvel, no, it would be a terrible idea to have killed um Iron Man and in terms of just general enjoyment of the movies, then again, no, it would be a terrible idea, but if we're looking at, like, the consequences of his actions as if it was, like, a real-life world, then maybe, maybe, yeah, for everyone else, it would have been mm-hmm. better. Yeah, it's an interesting argument, though, like, it's a good, um, a good thing, or an interesting point to look at in the, the MCU, like, if who we could do without and how, how different things would be um, in the MCU yeah. so um, yeah it's a good argument that was put forward but same I, I think he's better off alive that's my um, that's my uh, views on it I think like for the movies as well like he brings a lot of humour again if you're talking about like the actual story then like again I would still say yeah he's better off alive but I think like humour wise I've, I've yeah, watched yeah. Age of Ultron the other day they understand like the, the start of it when um, he swears and then 
caps like language and then they keep making jokes about it and all that type of stuff yeah i just find it's really good for that so yeah i think it's better off yeah probably um anyway yeah but that's a crack crack plot blog at crack plot blog on twitter um i've retweeted it so if you just want to have a wee read of the of the blog go for it um so we've got at Mick underscore K86 says, Surely there's only one newsworthy issue in Hollywood this week. Henry Cavill's moustache. I'd love to know your thoughts. Crying emoji. <laughs> Crying with laughter emoji, sorry. Yeah. Like, yeah. Sorry. Um, your thoughts on Cavill, Cavill's moustache? Oh, my God. Um, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, the fact is the very first scene is his big stupid face with, like... <laughs> What is a looks like a very bad photoshopped moustache out of it. Uh, straight away, like I turned to Sarah and I was like, "It's a fake, like that's the the fake moustache." Is or the the non moustache bit is. So, uh, I don't know. wasn't wasn't good. Later on in the film, I didn't notice it as much. There was some bits that, like I don't know if they were the bits that were shot before or what, but some bits like later on and I didn't notice as much. But the very beginning was pretty horrendous. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'd like to know the opinion, and there's probably not many people don't know now. But I'd like to have no. I'd like to speak to someone who didn't know it had been photoshopped before they watched the film, because we mm-hmm. we knew that it had been photoshopped. Yeah. So it's something we'd have had our eye on. Um, I don't think Sarah knew. I, I, did she notice? Um, well, I don't know because I'd I'd turned round to her and but I could see her face like, what is this? I, I think it's like the uncanny valley thing that you would know something's wrong, but you might not be able to put your finger uh, on that, it. I think you're right, Amelia. When I was Amelia, she's like, I didn't know about that. She says, but I did think you looked a bit weird. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she, you're right. She she knew something wasn't a hundred percent, but she didn't know like what it was. Apparently they spent $25 million. Crazy. Now, this was Amelia that was telling me she was reading something that they spent $25 million, but some of that's got to be, like, the fact that pretty much all of Superman scenes are CGI, so I'm assuming it's not all on the moustache and the fact that they've, and they had to reshoot scenes, so they had to, done a, to overdo a lot of the CGI, surely. It can't all just be for to get rid of his moustache. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you're probably right with that. <laughs> At least I, I really hope so. <laughs> That's a lot of money to be spending yeah. on a moustache. But, but I think someone, made, I think it was Amelia, made the point. She's like, why not just pay Mission Impossible? Yeah, I don't it, know. If, I don't if, know how badly if, it would affect him. If it did cost that much, like why not just pay Mission Impossible like I don't know ten million? Mhm. May that... have just messed up their schedule too much though. I don't know. Uh, maybe, but surely it's easier to do a fake moustache than. Although his moustache was pretty impressive, to be fair. So yeah, I did. I did like it. Yeah. Anyway, that's us for this week. Talking of, leave you with Henry Cavill's moustache. <laughs> um, Again, guys, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MoviePodders. I don't know if anyone noticed, but we've, myself and Ryan, put up a little movie review of Justice League. Just a, well, Ryan's is about two seconds long. 
Makes us 30 seconds, makes us a great laugh because at the end of it, I'm like an old person trying to switch <laughs> off. Ah. Oh, that was so good, man. I was, I was like, gotten myself at that. <laughs> yeah, try it, try it. Like, what is this technology? <laughs> oh, so, God, I forgot about that. <laughs> I, won't, I won't make that mistake again. <laughs> But yeah, oh. and so we're gonna we're gonna start remo- uh, reviewing movies on that. I think that I think it's thirty seconds is the most you can do, isn't it? Is it? I haven't even messed with that enough to to know. To be honest with you, I, I know five seconds is the minimum. Um, but other than that, no, I don't, I don't know if it's more or how so, long you can do. Um, we're gonna be doing that, and then uh, we'll review movies just that we go see the cinema. But as well as that, we'll we'll take requests as well if you want us to remove re- review any films. <laughs> Uh, for you, then we'll, we'll, as long as we've seen it and we feel that we've got something to say on it, we'll certainly, we'll certainly do it. We might start reviewing older films as well, just like if we switch, if we decide to watch an older film one night, we might just review it afterwards as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you, you can download the app and follow us, but we'll, we'll post them all on Twitter anyway. Well, I'm just thinking that about that actually, on the um, app. It gave us the option to pick our top ten films, and I just picked like the, some the ten from um, our, our Twitter banner. So we could even just maybe do our top ten just for reviews, just for the to put something yeah. on there for people to. Because I know obviously everybody's dying to see stuff here, so yeah, definitely get us out there and uh, see where we faces yeah. and our sultry tones. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. We'll do we'll do our top ten. We'll do a wee countdown, ten to one. I'm going to have to sit down with a pencil and paper and write my top ten movies of all time. Yeah. I don't know if I can do it. That's, oh, I, feel, I feel a bit stressed now. Aye. <laughs> Aye, it's not good. I'll, we'll see what I can do. Might just go nostalgia. That might be my easiest way to do it. I'll probably just Google it and then just go with that. <laughs> Google. As I do every list that we do, every topic, <laughs> Google it and then just pick a few. What's my favourite top ten movies? <laughs> Alright, anyway, I'm gone. I'm going to cinema. I need lunch first and then I'm going to cinema. Okay. Um, right, so guys, yeah, follow us on Twitter, at MoviePodders, and, uh, and on Instagram, at the same, at MoviePodders. And if you get, if you decide to download the Stardust movie and TV app, um, it's just MoviePodders. Alright, thanks for listening. Um, be in touch. Bye. Bye.